we the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. Preamble of the original organic Constitution. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Exerted from the Declaration of Independence of the original 13 United States of America, July 4, 1776. This is the Truth Podcast, where we question everything and no topic is off limits. I got it all covered. Discover the truths about topics you were never taught in school. Learn the uncomfortable and inconvenient truths about current events, geopolitics, culture, economics, and healthcare. You're now listening to the Truth Podcast. Question everything. And now your host, Richard. Welcome back to another episode of the Truth Podcast, Question Everything. I'm your host, Richard. It is Monday, December 30, 2019, and we are back with today's topic, Is the United States a Corporation? The date is February 21, 1871, and the 41st Congress is in session. I refer you to the Acts of the 41st Congress, Section 34, Session 3, Chapters 61 and 62. On this date in history of our nation, Congress passed the act titled, An Act to Provide a Government for the District of Columbia. This is also known as the Act of 1871. What does this mean? Well, it means that Congress, under no constitutional authority to do so, created a separate form of government for the District of Columbia which is a 10-mile square parcel of land. Now, how could they do that? Moreover, why did they do that? Well, to explain, let's look at the circumstances of those days. The Act of 1871 was passed at a vulnerable time in America. Our nation was essentially bankrupt, weakened, and financially depleted in the aftermath of the Civil War. The Civil War itself was nothing more than a calculated front for some pretty fancy footwork by corporate backroom players. It was a strategic maneuver by the European interests, the international bankers, who were intent upon gaining a stronghold on the neck and the coffers of America. The Congress realized our country was in dire financial straits, so they cut a deal with the international banksters. In those days, the Rothschilds of London were dipping their fingers into everyone's pie, thereby incurring a debt to said bankers. If we think about banks, we know they do not just lend us money out of the goodness of their hearts. 
A bank will not do anything for you unless it is entirely in their best interest to do so. There has to be some sort of collateral or some string attached which puts you and me and the borrower in a subservient position. This was true back in 1871 as well. The conniving international banksters were not about to lend our floundering nation any money without some serious stipulations. So they devised a brilliant way of getting their foot in the door of the United States, a prize that they had coveted for some time, but had been unable to grasp thanks to our founding fathers who despised them and held them in check. And thus, the Act of 1871 was passed. In essence, this act formed the corporation known as the United States. Now, note the capitalization because it is important. This corporation, owned by a foreign interest, moved right in and shoved the original organic version of the Constitution into a dusty corner. With the Act of 1871, our Constitution was defaced in the sense that the title was block capitalized and the word for was changed to the word of in the title. The original Constitution drafted by the Founding Fathers was written in this manner. Quote, the Constitution for the United States of America, end quote. The altered version reads, quote, the Constitution of the United States of America, end quote. It is the corporate Constitution. It is not the same document you might think it is. The corporate Constitution operates in an economic capacity and has been used to fool the people into thinking it is the same parchment that governs the Republic. It is absolutely not the case. Capitalization and insignificant change? Well, not when one is referring to the context of a legal document. Such minor alterations have had major impacts on each subsequent generation born in this country. What the Congress did with the passage of the Act of 1871 was to create an entirely new document, a constitution for the government of the District of Columbia. The kind of government they created was a corporation. The new Altered Constitution serves as the Constitution of the Corporation, not that of America. Think about that just for a minute. Incidentally, this corporate Constitution does not benefit the Republic. It serves only to benefit the Corporation. It does nothing good for you and I, and it operates outside the original Constitution. Instead of absolute rights guaranteed under the organic Constitution, we now have relative rights or privileges. One example of this is the sovereign's right to travel, which has been transformed under corporate government policy into a privilege which we must be licensed to engage in. This operates outside the original Constitution. So, Congress committed treason against the people, who were considered sovereign under the Declaration of Independence and the Organic Constitution. When we consider the word sovereign, we must think about what the word actually means. Now, according to Webster's Dictionary, sovereign is defined as 1. Chief or highest, supreme. 2. Supreme in power, superior in position to all others. And 3. Independent of and limited by any other, possessing or entitled to original and independent authority or jurisdiction. Now, in other words, our government was created by and for sovereigns the free citizens who were deemed the highest authority. Only the people can be sovereign, remember that. Government cannot be sovereign. 
We can also look to the Declaration of Independence where we read, quote, government is subject to the consent of the governed, end quote. That's supposed to be us, the sovereigns. Now, do you feel like a sovereign nowadays? I certainly don't. It doesn't take a rocket scientist or a constitutional historian to figure out that this is not what is happening in our country today. Government in these times is not subject to the consent of the governed. Rather, the governed are subject to the whim and greed of the corporation, which has stretched its tentacles beyond the 10-mile square parcel of land known as the District of Columbia, encroaching into every state of the Republic. Now, mind you, the corporation has no jurisdiction outside of the District of Columbia. They just want you to think it does. You see, you're presumed to know the law. This is ironic because, as a people, we are taught basically nothing about law in school. We are made to memorize obscure factoids and paragraphs here and there, such as the preamble, and they gloss over the Bill of Rights, but we are not told about the law. Now, nor do our corporate government schools delve into the Constitution in any great depth. After all, they were put into place to indoctrinate and dumb down the masses, not to teach us anything. We were not told that we were sold out to foreign interests and made beneficiaries of the debt incurred by Congress to the international bankers. For generations, American citizens have had the bulk of their earnings confiscated to pay on a massive debt that they, as a people, did not incur. There are many, many things that the people have not been told. How do you feel about being made a beneficiary of somebody else's massive debt without your knowledge or consent? Are we going to keep going along with this? When you hear some individuals say that the Constitution is null and void, think about how our government has transformed over time from a municipal or service-oriented entity to a corporate or profit-oriented entity. We are living under the myth that this is lawful, but it is not. We are being ruled by a de facto or unlawful form of government, the corporate body of the death mongers or the controllers. Now, with the passage of the Act of 1871, a series of subtle and overt deceptions were set in motion, all in conjunction and collusion with the Congress, who knowingly and deliberately sold the people down a river. They were too busy drumming up the fictional version of history into your brain and mine. By failing to disclose what they did to the American people, the people became ignorant of what was happening. Over time, the Republic took it on the chin to the point of a knockdown. With the surrender of their gold in 1933, the people essentially surrendered their law. I don't suppose you were taught that either in school. That's because our real history is hidden from us. This is the way Roman civil law works, and our form of governance today is based upon Roman civil law and admiralty and maritime law, better known as the divine rights of kings and the law of seas, respectively. Now, this explains a lot. Roman civil law was fully established in the original colonies before even our nation began, and is also known as private international law. The government which was created for the District of Columbia via the Act of 1871 operates under private international law and not common law, which was the law of the Constitutional Republic. This is very important to note since it impacts all Americans in concrete ways. 
you gotta recognize that private international law is only applicable when within the District of Columbia and not in the other states of the Union. The various arms of the corporation are known as departments, such as the Judiciary, Justice, and the Treasury. Now, you recognize those names, right? But they are not what you assume them to be. These departments all belong to the corporation known as the United States. They do not belong to you and me under the corporate constitution and its various amendments that operate outside the constitutional republic. I refer you to the United States Code, that's all in caps, Title 28, 3002, Section 15, A, B, and C. It is stated unequivocally that the United States is a corporation. Now, realize too that the corporation is not a separate or distinct entity from the government. It is the government, your government. I mean, this is extremely important. I refer to this as the corporate empire of the United States, which operates under Roman civil law outside the Constitution. Now, how do you like being ruled by a cheesy, sleazy corporation? Now, Congress is fully aware of the deception. You must be made aware that the members of Congress do not work for you and I. Rather, they work for the corporation known as the United States. Is this really any surprise to you? This is why we can't get them to do anything on our behalf or to answer to us, as in the case with the illegal income tax, among other things. Contrary to popular belief, they are not our civil servants. They do not work for us. They are the servants of the corporate government and carry out its bidding, period. The great number of committees and subcommittees that the Congress has created all work together like a multi-headed monster to oversee the various corporate departments. And you should know that every single one of these that operates outside the District of Columbia is in violation of the law. The corporate government of the United States has no jurisdiction or authority in any state of the Republic beyond the District of Columbia. Let this sink into your brain for just a minute and ask yourself, could this deception really have occurred without the full knowledge and complicity of the Congress? I mean, do you think this happened by accident? I mean, you're deceiving yourself if you do. There are no accidents or coincidences. It is time to confront the truth and awaken from the ignorance. And that's why you're listening to the Truth Podcast, where we are questioning everything that we are told to believe. Your legislators will not apprise you of this information. You are presumed to know the law. They know you don't know the law, <laughs> or your history for that matter, because this information has not been taught to you. No concerted effort has been made to inform you. As a sovereign, you're entitled to full disclosure of the facts. As a slave, you're entitled to nothing other than what the corporation decides to give you, at a price. Now, be wary of accepting so-called benefits of the corporation of the United States. Are you enslaved enough already? I mentioned earlier that you're presumed to know the law. Still, it matters not if you don't in the eyes of the corporation. Ignorance of the law is not considered an excuse. It is your responsibility and your obligation as an American to learn about the law and how it applies to you. They count on the fact that most people are too uninterested or distracted or lazy to do so. The people have been mentally conditioned to allow the alleged government to do their thinking for them. 
We need to turn that around if we are to save our republic before it's too late. The United States government is basically a corporate instrument of the international banksters. This means you are owned by the corporation from birth to death. The corporate United States also holds ownership of all your assets, your property, and even your children. Does this sound untrue? Think long and hard about all those bills you pay, all those various taxes and fines and licenses you must pay for. Yes, they've got you by the pockets. Actually, they've had you by the ass for a long, long time, really since you've been alive. In your heart, you know it's true. And, you know, don't believe any of what I'm telling you. Don't believe any of this. Read up on the 14th Amendment. Check out how free you really are. But with the Act of 1871 and the subsequent legislation such as the purported ratified 14th Amendment, our once great nation of sovereigns has been subverted from a republic to a democracy. As is the case under Roman civil law, our ignorance of the facts have led to our silence. Our silence has been construed as our consent to become beneficiaries of a debt we did not incur. The sovereign people have been deceived for hundreds of years into thinking they remain free and independent, when in reality, we continue to be slaves and servants of the corporation. Treason was committed against the people in 1871 by the Congress. This could have been corrected through the decades by some honest men, assuming there were some, but it was not, mainly due to lust for money and power. Nothing new there. Are we to forgive and justify this crime against the people? You have lost more freedom than you may realize due to corporate infiltration of the so-called government. We will lose more unless we turn away from democracy, from a democracy that is the direct road to disaster, and restore our constitutional republic. In an upcoming podcast, we will take a look at the purported ratified 14th Amendment and how we became property of the corporation and enslaved by our silence. I am saddened to think about the brave men and women who were all killed in, in all the wars and conflicts instigated by the controllers. These outrageous souls far for the privation of ideals they believe to be true, not for the likes of a corporation. Do you believe that any one of the individuals who have been killed as a result of war would have willingly fought if they knew the full truth? Do you think one person would have laid down his life for a corporation? I don't think so. If the people had known long ago to what extent their trust had been betrayed, I wonder how long it would have taken for another revolution. What we need is a revolution in thought. If we can change our thinking, we can change our world. Will we ever restore the Republic? That is a question I cannot answer. I hope, and most of all pray, that we, the sovereign people, will work together in a spirit of cooperation to make it happen in this lifetime. I know I will give it my best shot, come what may. Our children deserve their rightful legacy. The liberty of our ancestors fought so hard to give to us. Will we remain silent telling ourselves we are free and perpetuate the myth? Or do we stand as one sovereign people and take back what has been stolen from the house of our republic? Something to think about. It's called freedom. And guys, we'll end it right there. I thank you for listening to this week's topic of The Truth Podcast, where we question everything. I thank you so much, so, so much, if you have made it this far. 
and listening to the Truth Podcast, and of course subscribing either via audio or video. I look forward to questioning much more topics in 2020 and continue to grow this podcast. Please be sure to leave a review or rate this podcast as this will help others to find the truth and also question everything as well. I hope you have a great rest of your Monday. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Happy New Year's. And I will see you right here next week on The Truth Podcast, where we question everything. Take care. God bless.